Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details so that we can all have way better sex lives. And my guest today, I'm super excited to introduce to you. I know I always say that, but these are two good friends of mine. Welcome, Tree and Al. Hello, hello. Hello. So, you guys, will you introduce yourselves to our lovely community? Do you want to go first? Okay. <laughs> and say your, say your name so they can recognize which voice matches yes, which name. I am Tree. And I'm Al. And we have been married now for a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. But we've been together for just over eight years. There you go. Oh my yeah. God, really? Yeah, what? December of 2011. No. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember, did I meet you guys before you were together? No. I think I just met you separately while you were together. Yes. I think, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, because we got together in like very end of 2011, mm -hmm. like beginning of 2012. And yeah, so it's been it's been a, a journey of almost a decade now. That's that we've crazy. Been, that we've like woven our lives together. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like God. a third of our lives have been together. Will you each go through and introduce yourselves in terms of gender identity and sexual preference? Sure yes. thing. And pronouns? Yes. So I'm Tree. I go by he, him, or they, them more recently. And I would say that I identify as a being, <laughs> a person. I would say probably mostly a masculine person. And I... I don't really have like a sexual preference. I guess that would be pansexual, but also bisexual and also just, you know, people sexual. <laughs> and do you have any kinks we should know about? Oh, I don't know. I definitely have things that I'm curious about, okay. but I've never 
fully like practiced. Great. We can unpack that some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, I identify as like a cis female. Oh yeah. I'm trans by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, identify, I, I guess recently I've just been saying like pan slash poly is just like easier and like alliterative, but also like and just I to be clear, bi. you're both poly because you're a couple. Yes, we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> we um, didn't just reveal a secret. <laughs> yes. No, I did not. <laughs> I was just like, by the way, partner of eight years. <laughs> this, is, this is the reveal. <laughs> but yeah, I've also used like bi or queer as like an umbrella term. But I kind of just, I'm also a person who kind of just, I'm more interested in people and gender doesn't really play a huge role for me. I get it. Yeah. And can you each tell me where you grew up in the country and like the background of your families, just vibe-wise? Yes. Do you want to go? Sure. Yeah. So okay. I grew up mostly in Miami, and that's a very fun place. Like after you're 21, <laughs> <laughs> but growing up there is like any other like kind of suburb, except for there was a huge Latin American community and, and my- so many cafe cubanos. Yes. <laughs> so- so much good coffee and empanadas and food that I don't find as easily here and in Los Angeles. And uh, my uh, my dad is from Venezuela and my mom is from the States. And so I grew up like in a mixed culture household and uh, I have one younger sibling. So I'm the first kid. And yeah, I mean, grew up like doing the suburb life and my dad's a musician. So I had that art mm. in my life pretty much all the time and and my mom's like uh she was a teacher and now she's a librarian so a lot of uh like curiosity too yeah yeah I was raised in Dallas by two therapist parents which was super interesting only child which was also super interesting it just like creates this fascinating dynamic I think like what um just like being very much like the focus of both Mm. of my parents and like kind of weirdly being like therapized a lot as a yeah. child like how was your day like how did you feel about that like that kind of thing and I would just be like leave me alone yeah really? a lot of were, like were you like leave me alone yeah a lot of times like mm-hmm. sometimes I you know I also am a very tend to sometimes be very talkative and like I'm super nosy uh-huh. so I would always like absorb a lot at school like I would come home and be like so such and such my teacher is like getting a divorce and like I was like seven and like telling my parents all these things and they would like kind of energy yes a lot of Gemini rising energy for (laughs) sure um um, but yeah so I guess just I think also sometimes the when they were like pressing me about certain things I would be like I'm just a kid like Mm -hmm. you don't need to treat me like a patient um Scorpio yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) Wow. Um, But yeah, and then, but like pretty liberal household, which was nice. Um, How was was it liberal in Texas? I know that it's a very purple state. It is. But how was the experience growing up there since this is something that's kind of in the news lately? It was interesting because I, being in like a big city, I was, I like lived in the city, like not Mm. suburban. Um, So like being in a big city, I also was in like magnet schools. So I was like always in like kind of like, more like, I guess, slightly more purposeful school settings as opposed to like, this is just the neighborhood school that I'm in. It was kind of like my parents like looking for certain schools mm. that they thought would like fit like our family's like needs and stuff too. Um, so I like, I guess like just more 
like intellectual curiosity than maybe if I had been in more of like a like just neighborhood school. I don't know because there was just like people from like all different parts of the neighborhood, so it like kind of fostered diversity and like bringing other people together. Um, and then I also like went to a Unitarian church growing up, which was mm. one of the more liberal Unitarian churches in like Texas. Can you tell us a little bit about Unitarian? Because I don't yes. remember what that is. It is a it's a religion kind of um, in that it's kind of more of like a I don't know I always view it more of like a philosophy, and it's its foundation was that. It was the idea that there's like kind of one general higher power, but that everybody's universally saved. Like no, there's no wrong way to believe about things, and it, the way you believe is, and like the way you act is like not doesn't depend, like doesn't determine, I guess, your like fate in the afterlife, kind of. But it's kind of transformed more into a like a yeah, like a philosophy, like. It, Preaches a lot of like harmony and like understanding and like talk things sex? like that. Like, do they, yes. So you don't go to hell for sex, or I was gonna say actually, my like foundation of sex ed came from my church. Oh, that's there's, my next like, question. There's this like class that um, so cool. was formed by like the Unitarian like association or whatever called Our Whole Lives, and it was called Owl. Um, and it we start we had the first course I think oh in God, second grade a, they, they it's cool incredible owl? do they have a cool owl icon <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember maybe but they like in second grade we like learned about like our bodies and like what puberty will look like and like different like kind of things like that and then in like I think it was maybe fifth or sixth grade we did a whole course on like you know like human sexuality and like just kind of like this is what sex is and this is what reproduction is and like this is like kind of just the basics and then in um I guess it was seventh or eighth grade. Um, we did like a very in-depth sex ed class where we like put condoms on bananas and like learned about gay sex and what? all of this stuff. Because our also our church community was about a quarter queer, I'd say. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, just like a lot of understanding of you know this is just a part of human life. Like yeah. sex and like our bodies are like something we all. Like, you know, experience Holy or, cow. like, are around. So it's a thing that you should know about as a kid, um, which was super great. Um, it's funny because I've, like, I also had a lot of, like, self-confidence issues, I think, especially, like, as a teenager. So I was always, like, weird about sex, even though I, like, had this, like, big, strong foundation of, like, yeah. sex education. And, like, like my parents always, like, you know, were, like, if sex is in a movie, that's fine. We just don't want you to see, like, violence because that's unnatural, but sex is natural. Like, that mm -hmm. was kind of more of the mm -hmm. environment I grew up in. Um, I once, when I was, I think, maybe five or six, asked my mom what fuck meant. And that's, like, how I learned, like, what sex actually was is because she was, like, oh, honey, that's just, like, a bad word that people sometimes say. And I was, like, no, but what does it mean? And so she was, like, okay. Like, I think she realized that I – Heard it recognized as it as a verb, yes, <laughs> and was like, okay. So she like <laughs> explained sex okay. to me, and I was like, okay, cool. And like her main thing was like, you know, that's how babies are made. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, I, <laughs> I was like, mom, I've been thinking a lot about what you said the other day, and she was like, or yesterday, or whatever it was. Um, and she was like, uh huh. And I was like, I think I'm gonna do a lot of it. And she was like, Oh, why is that, honey? <laughs> and I was like, Cause I want to have a lot of babies. Oh, like, so wholesome. But like, I can imagine my mom just like wanting to laugh her ass off oh in that moment. Gosh. Like, what the fuck am I doing? That is so cute. Also, but yeah, just really funny. 
so pure. <laughs> I'm thinking about Owl. You guys are familiar with Schoolhouse Rock. I know you're 90s baby. Yes. You're a couple years younger than me. Could you imagine if there was oh like God. a Schoolhouse Rock, like the owl yes. that talks about the, like, and then, <laughs> but then you need. <laughs> yes. And it's like sex education. That would be, be great. Schoolhouse Rock. I yeah. know. That'd be super great. <laughs> yeah. I had the opposite. I'm just a cock. <laughs> <laughs> I had like the most stereotypical, like, you know, like state sanctioned sex education. Like the first one I had was in, I think, fourth or fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And it was like the classic, like they split the boys and the yep. girls. Yep. And then my so teacher. Were you in then? I, I was with girls. Yeah. Um, and my teacher, like, obviously was not comfortable doing this because oh. I think, you know, because all I remember really from that first class was was her talking to us about how we're going to hear all these words when we go to middle school and those are the inappropriate words and that we need to be adults about it and stop laughing and that was like that is my was my first impression of what sex education was like I don't remember learning about organs I don't remember <laughs> learning about like what's going to happen I just remember I'm, there's words I'm not supposed to say. Like vocabulary was the like <laughs> and most I was important more part. confused about what this vocabulary even was because I was like a pretty reserved little kid that yeah. didn't like have like I didn't have older siblings. I learned some bad words, but I didn't really know what she was talking about. So I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Oh and then in seventh grade was our other like, yeah. So I had a fifth grade, and then seventh grade I think we had like a like. I think it was like in our science class, they did like a week of sex ed or something. And that was also just, it was so much vocab. Like it was so much just like, here's the words that you're supposed to know. Like <laughs> I'm a teacher who is just given this curriculum and I don't really yeah. want to teach it like kind of a thing. Um, and I remember that was a big deal for me because, well, puberty was a big deal for me for a lot of reasons, um, mostly being trans and like not knowing it at the time, but like going looking back from when I did come out which I so I started transitioning in the beginning of college mm -hmm. um but before that was uh perceived female and pretty much just identified that way but when I was in middle school I learned what intersex was and at the time it was called hermaphrodite mm -hmm. and I remember like being like obsessed with this idea that I had been born with like I had been born intersex and that my parents had chopped off my dick and not told me. Oh. And so I was like, that was something that like just ran around in my head. Like people, I never told anyone about that until like I realized I was trans and came out and was like, this makes sense now. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was very like, okay, <laughs> so what's happening to me? And what does this mean? And does like, does, did my parts get chopped off? Like yeah. what's going on? <laughs> oh man. But uh, so, yeah, so and in my house, like I think my mom really tried to make like to rid the stigma of like bodies, but it didn't really work. I think I just I, I have one memory specifically of like she had a lot of big art books and I brought one to class once and it had the statue of David on it. But she my teacher like. My my mom had like put a post-it note over the penis and my teacher was like, I appreciate that she like she had told oh, me yeah. like it's okay, it's beautiful, but like your teacher might want me to do this for you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was like sort of an understanding I got that it was like okay, but like I didn't understand the but context really. <laughs> of what anything. Like it was a lot of like and this happened 
a lot with my childhood and with my parents. I got a lot of like pieces of information that I was constantly like trying to place in a puzzle mm -hmm. and put together because I was like, what is happening? I don't, huh? That sounds wildly <laughs> confusing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had my other, I had other things that I was also just confused about in general. But yeah. <laughs> So when did you start exploring sexually with yourself and with other partners? Whoever wants to go first. Um, I'll go. <laughs> um, I think I I had, like, my, like, first kiss when I was, like, maybe, like, 15 or something like that. And I'd been, like, I, I feel like I've, I've heard you talk about this, too, of, like, I, like, was trying to get people to, like, do stuff with me, but, like, nobody wanted to. Like, I feel, I feel like, relating, I, I relate it's, to that. It's only sad because the narrative that we hear is particularly female-bodied people yep. are, you know, we're the ones that are supposed to be saying no. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like, will you? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I wanted to kiss every everyone in yeah. middle school. Like, thinking back, I'm like, I wanted to kiss everyone. At the time, I thought I only wanted to kiss boys. But, but like, in retrospect, Isn't it funny to I look would have back kissed and anyone. Like, oh, I had a crush on her. I'm like, oh, I thought I just, like, thought she was so, so cool beautiful. and wanted to be her and, like, wanted to hang, hang out, out with, with her. her and then I was like, oh, she was so funny and I would have kissed her. Like, <laughs> and, like, I kissed, like, a couple girls in, like, high school, like, as, like, dares and stuff. And I was mm -hmm. always just like, that oh, was this the is same. Just, yeah. And, like, realized later, like, oh, not everybody feels that way. <laughs> like, that was just as... Interesting as if so, I'd kiss that boy. Sometimes you just kiss girls. Yeah, They're soft. It's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I had, like, my first, like, air quotes, like, boyfriend in, like, you know, maybe sophomore year of high school or something. It lasted, like, a month of, like, he was, like, one of the hot boys in school. Mm. And he, like, thought I was cute and, like, bought me ice cream. But then, like, a month into it, like, called me and was, like, when I was homesick one day, I was, like, I think we would just be better as friends. And then I, like got to school the next day and he was like very clearly with this other girl okay. who was like the girl that like also my middle school crush had a crush on the whole time. She <gasps> oh just was constantly God. like yeah. my competition. Like all the boys liked her and mm. I, it, she wasn't my competition. She was but just it was, everybody's yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. But she was also lovely. So yeah. I never held it against her and I always like was friends with her. And it was to just that like guy's one of those credit, things. At least he broke up with you first. I don't know if he really did break up with me first. Okay, well, at least he broke up with you clearly before being you didn't find public out. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in retrospect, he was an asshole in yeah. other ways too, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we like hadn't really done anything. Like he like felt me up in my car and like, like stuff over like that. Underclothes. Ah, uh, good question. When was the first time I you was... had a mouth on your nipple? I was trying to think about this oh. for myself the other day, and I was like, who had my nipple in their mouth first? I think it maybe, was my high school. Really? Maybe tree. <laughs> really? Maybe. I feel like before I was just like, what? That's like, like these are the details that I this? just think are so. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like just, I don't know if I would have been like down for that in like high school. I feel like I wouldn't you have like, because <laughs> I, I just didn't have a ton of sexual experience yeah. through high school. Because I then, the first like actual, like more sexual experiences was I had this like film camp boyfriend. Um, who we, like, snuck off and, like, made out on, like, the basketball courts and then got in trouble at camp for doing that. And then, like, as we were, like, like, the day we were leaving, he, like, we were, like, making out in, like, the hallway of the dorm and he, like, fingered me, but, like, very poorly. And I was just, like... Over or under? Under. Okay, like, in yeah, went okay. in the pants. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, this is, like, intriguing, but also, like, not great. Wait, so like, you were standing? Yes. Yeah. I was standing. I had some early fingering experiences that were just sort of like, like yeah, I'm, like I'm just like tapping my finger, like they're yeah. sort of like, like it was mashing not around effective. trying to figure I out. I was just kind just of like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But it's so like, like when you don't know what they're trying to do because you don't yes. know what it's like when another person's supposed to be touching you. It's sort of like. Yeah, because that was my first like, experience with that. Yeah. yeah. And so then like maybe like a couple days later, I was in like the tub and I was like, I'm going to see if I could do what he was trying to do more effectively. So this was your and first. Did. This was your first touch yourself yes, moment? Yes, in, in a hotel in Hollywood with my mom in the other room. <laughs> she, she like flew out here to pick me up from film camp and then like we went on like a college tour. I wonder of, like, if she heard like bath that like, like slouching around. <laughs> I doubt it, but like maybe. Oh my god! But yeah, so that I like, it was like a quality in in Hollywood that I now sometimes drive past and I'm just like, Oh, that's where fantastic. I first masturbated. That's amazing. Nope. That, I think tell. that's amazing because I can't pinpoint my first experience. Like I remember getting the book. I remember it was yeah. in my childhood bed, like when back when I still had a twin bed. I remember that. Yeah. Like I remember the blankets, but I don't remember, you know, it's like runs together. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that first time for that. And then I, I don't know. I, he like came to visit me like a month later and I gave him a hand job, and then he wanted me to give him a blow job, and I was like, nah. And then I don't remember if he like tried to finger me again, but I it still wasn't good, even if he had, because they're like, I very distinctly know that nobody made me come like that. Yeah. Until Tree. Yeah. Because I was like, what are you doing? Like that's nothing. Whatever you're doing is not I mean, anything. I will say, I remember the first time someone went down on me. The first, I'm trying to remember. There are two experiences that my brain wants to think are the first. Well, one of them was in my treehouse, uh, and one of them was in like a friend's bed. And I remember much later hearing other people talk about orgasming from that, and I was like, I didn't even know that was the point. Like, <laughs> you know. And so, so you know, in a, in, a, in some ways, it's sort of like beautiful. It's like, oh, so experiential. But actually, at the time, I didn't understand that it was supposed to be like particularly pleasurable. And mm, I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't think my body likes this because I'm so sensitive. Like, my clitoris yeah. is so sensitive. Yeah. So for someone to go, also, 17-year-old boys are like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you and it's like you're like, and now, oh. now I know how to like communicate. Something. Yes. Um, oh so, what tree? What were some of your early experiences? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I've actually been trying to figure this out myself. I don't know where I got. I got the idea very early on in life that I was supposed to be like kissing boys and like making out with them and like getting them attracted to me mm-hmm. and this again is like I look like a girl at this point in my life I was like you know a child uh, <laughs> and because um, the first like I basically convinced my like kindergarten boyfriend to like kiss me under the uh, cafeteria tables Oh really? Um, yes. <laughs> Which is like I still to this day have no idea where I got that idea from. I, yeah. Like I, I d- <laughs> did, have I talked about how I used to play mistletoe time? That was a game I invented at recess in <laughs> kindergarten because I went to an all-day kindergarten. And so we had two, you know, morning recess, afternoon oh, recess. Oh yes. And I had a tiny little green plastic ball and I would I had three Mark, Zach and I don't remember the third, Cody maybe. Like there were three boys that I was like those are my future husbands. So from a very early like looking back I'm like Oh, I was always poly. Yeah, you're like my <laughs> brain didn't. Yeah, I had a thing like that too. I like kissed this, or like tried to kiss this boy in like kindergarten. He was my best friend, or it, he was the 
the best friend of my kindergarten boyfriend, yeah. and I like try to kiss him too. Yeah. I like was like, I'm gonna get both of you. Like we share, yeah. <laughs> also, like, you guys love each other, like so a like, much better, bigger house, and then like <laughs> yeah. we can go on a date, and you can watch the kids, and then we'll trade and have a nice compound. Yes. Anyway, yes, that's the dream. That oh my god, dream. that's really the dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so underneath the table, yeah. So then that sort of like was the way that I was with boys for a long time, mm-hmm. is I was just always trying to date boys, like from a young age and like now it's so weird because now I go back and I'm like actually I think I was trying to make friends because mm. then there was all these girls that I was friends with who I was like extra protective over yeah. like super duper protective over like some of my like my first grade best friend I was always like jealous if she like hung out with somebody else so like going back I'm like I actually kind of was feeling these romantic feelings for yeah for girls and then like thinking that I had to, like, also have these relationships with men, but I really just liked hanging out with guys. Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, played Star Wars on the playground, and that was, like, my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And and so that carried on through, like, middle school. There was always someone I was pursuing, which it's, like, a similar thing where it's, like, the girls aren't supposed to be the ones pursuing, so then it's, like, this awkward thing where you get, like, outcast for being the one pursuing, like, you know. And I, I never got, like... I don't, I mean, not openly, I don't think I got, like, slut-shamed or anything, but I could see how, like, that, if that had carried on, like, through high school, I would have probably been in that boat. It messes up the familiar dynamic. Yeah. And people don't know how to function. They're like, wait, no, I'm supposed to catch you. You can't already want me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I don't want you because you already want me, and I didn't get to chase you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... What? Wait. That was like We're every like, unrequited crush. I'm exhibiting yeah. secure attachment. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I do care about you. How'd your day go? Okay, well, fine. <laughs> so, so that like once, I guess my first like boyfriend was this like skate camp boyfriend that I had. And wait, uh, were you a skater? Yeah, I was trying to be a skater. Like um, skateboards or like yeah, skateboards. Okay, okay. okay, so it was like kind of both. Oh. This was my problem with everything too. Is like because I was always like breaking these stigmas of things. Like I quit baseball because they told me I had to go play softball, and I was like, mm. I don't want to play softball. I want to play baseball. Yeah. So then I started skateboarding. But then they were like, you should roller skate, and I was like, but I want to do both. So then I would go to. The, I went to this camp, and I had skates and ro- and a skateboard and I got ostracized for not picking one. Oh. So it's just <laughs> classic. <laughs> I know it was just like <laughs> like sucked from every angle but it, but then I met this boy and so I was like this was my like make out boyfriend. Like this is how I learned how to like make out cuz we would just go to the movies and not watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was like it, I wasn't really, like, I think there was probably some moments where I was, like, feeling some pleasure. But for the most part, it was, like, you know, you can't make out for two hours and, like, <laughs> be excited the whole entire Unless time. Unless you're on a drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, at some point, like, you're just, just exchanging saliva back and forth forever. So that was, like, and I, I just thought that was what you do. Like, I was so... It's so funny because I feel like a lot of times I was, like, logicking myself mm-hmm. into these situations where I was, like... Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like go and like make out and like now you've done the make out part and the next it's like second base. Now you have to go get your boobs touched and like blah, blah, blah. And like that, that guy was like the first guy who touched my boobs. And it was very like, so like, (laughs) like, I don't know, like not scientific, but it's like, you know, it's like, here's the bra and we're just going to slide the hand in here (laughs) and now we're just holding and squishing and cool and that was it like a lot of just holding the boobs yeah. and- <laughs> lovers this episode is sponsored by blue chew 
We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Also, as I'm hearing you talk, I'm reflecting on my early experiences. Like my first high school, we never dated, but he was my secret hookup buddy. Like he was a year older than I was. He's very popular. Every girl at my school had a crush on him, including myself. And he was always dating the girl in my grade who was like beautiful, blonde, like a Barbie, but like nice, but you know. Like, just they were, like, the perfect couple, but I was the girl on the side. Not when they were together, but in between. Yeah. Until the day that she walked up to me and was like, you're a whore. And I was like, what? And I kissed, like, like two people at that point at all. You're you know? like, am I? And then, well, and then I was like, now I will kiss your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll show and, you, whore. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is my 16-year-old self. I was like, no, I'm not, but I can be. And and that is when I started hooking up. With him. But as I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking, like, I had no context around what a makeout meant and because I am and always have been so efficiency oriented he's the first person I give a blowjob to because I was like next 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 okay and now I'm, and then I used him as practice basically um and I do think that I do think that's one reason that I'm so good at blowjobs <laughs> you know it was back when I, I got I got off on the like secret sneaky part of it and yeah this may in fact be the reason that i like have a legit problem with people who actually like me and i'm like no no, no i'm more comfortable dating the married person where i'm a secret because yeah. <laughs> there's some autonomy thing that still happens so yeah anyway i'm so hearing you talk about that and i'm like yes i never had the opportunity to make out for two hours also it wouldn't have occurred to me because i'm like cool are we done next thing touch my breath okay mm-hmm <laughs> Let's get that through these thing. steps. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because then as I was like kind of making my way through boyfriends mm -hmm. for whatever reason, mm -hmm. it was always like if I broke up with one, I was like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah. let's find – and the next one I have to go further because we already did all those other things. So yeah. it's like it was always like trying to get to this – and I realized later in life, especially with guys, like if I got close enough to a guy – to me, that was like, okay, that means that we probably like each other, so we have to, like, make out, which is, like, hilariously, like, the stigmatized guy mentality yeah. that I was putting on myself as a girl at the time. Yeah. And, uh, like, most of the time I wasn't really 
romantically interested in these guys, I would just end up with them because I was like, and the next step is we've been hanging out this whole time. So I guess we take off our clothes now. Yeah. (laughs) But also some part of me, even in my current adult brain is like, well, if I like them and I'm not waiting till marriage and we're on the same page about what this means, my body likes touches. And most of the times I like these days, most of the time I don't fuck people because it's not a good idea socially or there's some social dynamic that makes it like complicated. Uh, it wouldn't be necessarily ethical for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But I also do have a thing. Oh my God. Last week I was crossing the street and carrying a roll of paper for a back, one of my backgrounds, big roll of paper. And uh, this guy, like as I was crossing, looked at me and he was crossing the other direction. He's cute. And then he crossed back across the street <laughs> and like came up next to me was like hey can I get your number and I was like like my brain was like I felt so gross because I felt really gross in my body for about three months and so part of me was like oh my god someone's attracted to me and he's cute and then another part of me was like I look so gross and then another part of me was like I couldn't possibly go out with someone that's unethical and so I was like why do you want my number he's like I don't know to hang out and I almost said I have herpes but instead I settled on I'm a trash fire Oh my god. That's and, then I, and then the light changed and I crossed the street. <laughs> it was probably like, um, uh, I mean, you know, so anyway, why am I telling that? Oh, just because I'm in this place where I'm like, oh, I we should do the things. Touches are nice. But then sometimes you don't do the things. Anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. And so it's figuring like, out attraction and what to do with it. Yes. And when. Exactly. And I was I feel like, like, I'm still figuring that I out. I felt so <laughs> like. I don't know. I I don't know what it was, but there was such a pressure for some reason to, like, figure this out. (laughs) Like, you just got to figure this sex thing out, and then the rest of life will be easy. Why do you think that pressure (laughs) was on you? Where do you think it came from? I... That's something that I'm really curious about. I mean, I tend to be, like, it was just society, but I, like, definitely had, like, something else that was pushing me. driving that, And then, then, like, coming out. So, like, then basically, like... I dated, I basically serially dated guys until, um, until I was sort of like, maybe I am gay or I basically started questioning my sexuality in junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think again, I had like a logical reason why I was doing that. I think it was very much like a, well, why would I cut myself off from half of the population if I'm like, if I've never tried, like whatever. Um, (laughs) and so I ended up. Uh, another foreshadowing to polyamory. I ended up dating a couple of girls, um, and it was not a great experience because I was not honest with myself, and I was really more attracted to one of them, and they were really just trying to work out their relationship. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being like a a way for them to figure out what was going on with them. Yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of stuff that I have to heal from still with that they're still together right <laughs> yeah they got married <laughs> isn't that crazy it's not crazy no, it's i not. mean like yes it is it is but also i'm just like of course they Classic. did yeah. yeah yeah of course they did um but we were young i was like 17 16 17 so i was just trying to figure it all out mm-hmm. and um that was like a whole other thing and so then i was like i'm bi and i was like one of the only gay kids at my school that was like out and like doing it um and uh, I ended up getting, like, I ended up with a girlfriend that I had, like, through my first year of college. So we mm. did one year together at school and then one year long distance. 
And in it was in that relationship that I learned what like having an orgasm with another person feels like. Because all of the previous relationships weren't like that. I had yeah. I, I remember like I had figured out masturbation at fifteen, mm-hmm. like also by just <laughs> also by just um <laughs> it was funny because I hung out with a lot of guys who were like literally all they talked about was like their penises and pooping. Really? And, <laughs> and they would talk about it with you too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like I got such a like double like, agent high amazing. school experience. What did they say about their penises? They just like we would like sit together and watch porn and like they would talk about like I remember I had one friend who would always talk about like shaving his balls and like how like with a would razor? it be weird to yes, like or would it be weird electric? to like use his electric razor on oh, his balls? No, yeah, that's right, not yeah. like yeah, and I like keep sharp objects away personally. I know a lot of women who shave their pubic hair with sharp sharp razors. <laughs> I use an electric one because uh, the idea of cuts and bumps, I just can't. Yeah, I see. I did that in high school yeah. with a regular razor. It was no, not a great, can't do not it. a good plan. Um, yeah, so so I figured out like so they were always talking about jacking off and random like we would sit together and watch porn like I don't it was weird I was definitely I fit that trope of like you're not Wait, like other girls jacking off and random finish that sentence <laughs> Wait, places <what> no <laughs> where would they jacking off and random what? no no just I'm saying like just, random stuff like they oh, would just talk okay. about like like I just got a vision of like going over high school campuses with a blacklight oh to see God. like where they're come. Like it just it must be everywhere. Like could you imagine that's like a punchline in a dance it like, like, it's a like a dance crime scene? scene. Yeah. <laughs> just like how did this come in get the, all over the locker? In, in the gym. We're gonna have a blacklight dance. Oh and then you look God. at the features and you're like, oh, <gasps> no. <laughs> I mean, I I I, mean, I don't know of anything for real, but like it's definitely happened. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah. No. So there was a lot of, yeah. Group porn watching was a thing. We had a whole party for the And they the were like pirates. chill with you being there. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah. I was like, I like kind of, I had like pushed myself into this friend group a little bit because I was like, you guys play music. I want to play music. Let's start a band. And, you know, I just like enough persistence and like, I guess I was, like a girl so they were like okay that seems interesting (laughs) and so I was hanging out with these guys but then in the same group there was all the girls so I would hang out with the girls too and it wasn't until I was overhearing them have a conversation about masturbation that I was like this is a thing that we can do also okay like it was like totally out of my like for some reason it just like made no sense that we could also masturbate hadn't occurred to you yeah like with my anatomy i can also make myself feel good yeah so you know i was just like that's just a thing guys do right now um so anyway (laughs) um having an orgasm with another person was my first girlfriend and it was actually like a total it was just like dry humping in pajamas but it was like enough like good sexual energy yeah. that I hadn't felt before that it was like, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was like my whole sexual experience until college. And then like in college was pretty much just, I had her as my long distance girlfriend. We did some like fun cyber sex stuff and then, and then Al and then polyamory and now we're here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Okay, so I want to dive into all of the details. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Okay, so 
talk a little bit about your meeting. Just contact. I mean, you don't have to give the details of like how you met, but just like talk about maybe your early attraction and maybe physical. Just talk about your sex life. Sure. Do you want to? You go. You go uh, first. Talk about your sex life in unison, just at the same time. Yes. Use your okay. group mind and just say mm. the word. <laughs> we'll tap into our psychic powers and just start reciting our well, sexual actually, history together. First off, before we start with the beginnings, let's start with how often do you guys fuck? Like when you're eight years into a relationship, what's your life like on a day to day? Because I think people have this idea that there's so much like a should or whatever. Yeah. No. What's what's the life? What's your sex life like? That's a great question. We've had such a journey with it, honestly. We have had a journey. And I would say right now we're actually, like, part of our exploration of our polyamory is sort of as a way for us to get a reframing of our own sex life. Totally. Um, Because it's so easy to get just, like, like you just get into a pattern Mm -hmm. and our brains are, you know, we have kind of lizard brains where it's like, you kind of get into a pattern and it's really hard, weirdly enough, to routine. like break what that is mm-hmm. like yeah. when you have a sexual routine or whatever. Yeah. So um, I would say like right now we're not like super sexually active with each other. I would say like maybe like once a month. Yeah. Um, but And like we like kiss and cuddle and stuff all the time. Yeah, but we like, have intimacy and stuff Totally. Like but I would say our sex life is pretty calm right now, but yeah. not in any sort of like I think – Earlier on, before we were really exploring and talking about stuff, I started to get anxious about it where I was like, like you said, the shoulds and the like, does this mean like we're not going to be like lifelong compatible? Like what's going to happen? Like all this stuff. The thing that goes through my brain in a lull, like even these three months where I have felt turned off, like just completely turned off. I'm like, oh, is that just never going to happen for me again? Yeah. It feels so big and final when it's true for me in the present moment. And then I panic a little bit. Yeah. And then I remember not to panic, but it doesn't help sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that definitely happened with me because I feel like when we first got together, it was really like my first like good sexual experiences. I'd had like, like I was saying, like a few random things with guys like in high school and beginning of college, but had never really gone further than Mm -hmm. like giving a hand job and like receiving one and being like, man, that was okay. And then like when we started dating, I was like, oh shit, like orgasms from another person. Like what he was just saying he had with his like first girlfriend, like that was kind of what I had with him. Like at the beginning it was like, oh my God, like this is a thing. And we, I feel like we had sex like all the time at first. really? Okay. Yeah. Talk about that. Constantly. (laughs) So you met and started having sex immediately. Yeah. Pretty much. We like, once we started dating, we didn't really spend like a night apart from each other Mm. unless we were out of town or something like that. Um, and then we like college happened, we got busier. And then I even went through a whole stage where I was on a birth control that I think really decreased my sex drive and so there was a moment where we were like not really having sex at all and he was like it's been a minute like what are we doing is this yeah that was like kind of that moment of like panic that you're referring to of like what does this mean and then I eventually went off that birth control and that helped a lot that's great and then but also I just was kind of like in a depression also and like that was like it was like a totally separate thing and I was like I just don't feel sexy and like that feels like a lot of energy to expend (laughs) Like, that was kind of part of it, too. Um, but, yeah, like, this kind of m- more recent – I feel like then we had, like, a, a little bit of a renaissance, and then now we're kind of in this, like, totally new stage of, like, exploring just our own sexualities, like, in general. And that's, like, fostered more of, like, we talk about sex way more than we ever have. 
which is really great. Oh, my God. Because we're talking about, like, the sex that we're having with, like, other people and, like, talking about, like, oh, like, would that be something you would want to try with me and, like, stuff like that. Like, because also there's, like, a whole through line where when we first started, like, having sex and, like, got together, uh, Tree was like, I feel like you are kinkier than you realize. I feel like you have a kink and I haven't unlocked it and I just want to know what it is. And I'm like, I want to know, too, because, like, (laughs) I think you're probably right, but I have no idea what that could possibly be. So, like, this has also kind of been cool because it's, like, we get to kind of explore those kinks in, like, a way that's, like, kind of in, like, a, like, I, we feel totally safe with each other, but it's, like, what you said, like, it's harder to break out of the certain sexual routines that, like, you've set in place. So, it's, like, kind of fun to, like, go off and do it with someone else and then come back and be, like, so I did some exploration and I've determined I like this. So, yeah. it's not, like, we're trying something and it's, like, awkward with each oh other and we're, like, God, what have we done? Like, that's. This Genius. is a weird that's energy a, that we're bringing in. That's a description in. I've never, like a frame I've never heard of. Also, I'm like sitting here. I realize I'm like wiggling in excitement to ask <laughs> details about that. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. I do too. Um, but yeah, I feel like. Well, I was, so I was yeah, what say, were you saying? to go back to like the beginning of our relationship. So we got together in college and at first we were just friends and we just clicked really well. I liked how easy it was to talk to Al and like just like. I'm a very, I, I will sit and listen to someone talk for a long time. So I was like, this works well. Because <laughs> she talks a lot. <laughs> I was like, this is fascinating. I can just sit here and be comfortable. Um, and not like, I never felt like I was like obligated to be part of, like not that I was not part of the conversation, but there's there was just like, I, I was so used to feeling socially anxious and like, how do I be part of this conversation? And with Al, it was like very chill. So there was already that like, level of just comfort and then when I I like started realizing I was like okay like like her like her and so (laughs) I was like kind of started flirting with her and stuff and we got together and I the way that I like so I was (laughs) I was really into like building blanket forts even in college because I'm a child yeah (laughs) build a fort soon do you want to build a fort I would love to build a fort I was just talking to someone (laughs) I did a wiggle on my back the other day and one of my friends wrote and he was like uh actually Steve from oh, A Bye yeah. Guy episode. No, not your, not the Steve oh. we know. Steve from the episode A Bye Guy. Oh, okay. And he was like, you look like a turtle. <laughs> and I was like, I am a turtle. I need a shell. And then I started fantasizing about what everything Fort. I could do with a shell. And yes. On that <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I had built a blanket fort in my sophomore year college dorm, Amazing. which is a dorm that I shared with three other girls. And I had built this fort and... Um, it was like a weekday or something and we were hanging out in it and all this stuff. And eventually like towards the weekend, one of my roommates was like, so are you going to like do anything in that fort? Are you going to like make out with her or can we take this down? I've been sleeping there for like two days. <laughs> I've been sleeping in the fort with him for so two days. <laughs> we were just like still like friends at we that point. We were just point. hanging out. But there was definitely like energy. Yeah. Like, there was for sure energy. We've been kind of talking. Roommates, my roommates were just like, <laughs> Go, Go just do, do it. it. Fly, my pretty. And you yeah. have broken up with your previous relationship. Yes. At this point. Okay. So yeah, I, earlier that semester, I had broken up with my long distance girlfriend, which was rough. One of the hardest breakups I've ever had to mm. go through. I just I didn't feel right about it at all. But anyway, um, it's it all worked out in the end. But yeah. It's <laughs> not, not my proudest moment. Um, and do you feel comfortable just for audience context saying where you were transition wise at that point? Yeah. So, so actually, oh my God, that's actually a really important that's a part great of the story. Point. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, um, 
So I started hormones that fall. Um, so it was like September and we started uh, dating, I guess, in December. Um, so I had just started hormones and Al and I had actually met at USC college orientation um, and had had class together all of freshman year. Um, so but we're both when, weirdly shy and like didn't talk to each other, but we're just kind of like, hey, I we, recognize we, you we from that time we met. We would acknowledge each other's presence <laughs> yeah. and that we knew one another, but we weren't very talkative. Um, so there was a whole year where we were like, sort of dancing near each other. Um, and then uh, and then when I started, like, hanging out with you as a friend or hanging out with Al as a friend, I was like, I'm just not going to say anything, you know? I'm just going to... She probably knows. I'm just going to introduce myself with my name now, and I'm just going to pretend, like, that I don't have to say anything. And it's fine. <laughs> And I, of course, I'm a person who catalogs everyone. I don't forget a face. I, like, I keep a mental file of just, like, people's, like, I don't always remember names now. I smoke a little too much weed for that. Like, to be perfectly honest. I'm so, I'm crazy good at faces. Like, I I recognize random character actors from, like, one episode of shows that I've watched. I've shot three red carpet shows, and every time I didn't realize I was taking pictures of Carrie Washington until after, and I watched the shows she's on. Like, I know who Carrie Washington is. Like, she's so beautiful. (laughs) You're like, who's that woman? Every time. (laughs) (laughs) My job is headshots. It's me. But, yeah, so I, like, of course knew who he was, and, like, there is even, I've told him the story of, there is a, we didn't really have that any classes together second semester of freshman year. So, and that was kind of when he started like socially transitioning. Yeah. But I had one of my good friends who was in a class with him and was like, oh, did you know that, you know, this person that we both know is like transitioning and like, how cool is that? And I was like, that's really neat. Like, good for him. Like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense based on like when I've talked to them. And like, it kind of just clicked in my brain as like, like, I just like, oh, cool. And then I saw him randomly on campus a couple months later and like waved but he didn't wave back I think he just didn't see me but I, at the time I was like he probably doesn't want to talk to me because he knows that I know who he is he probably doesn't know that I know that he's transitioning and he probably thinks that I'm like like recognizing him as like like blah 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 and I like had this whole thing in my head and I was like it's fine we'll just it's okay and then like you know then we met and became good friends and never talked about it but in my head I was always like I I know exactly who he is like there's no doubt in my mind like <laughs> but he was just kind of like maybe she knows maybe she doesn't I'm just gonna continue so when on. did you guys talk about that yeah literally so, <laughs> <laughs> so I of course knew in the back of my head I was like at some point if this does go farther we're it. gonna have to talk about it because <laughs> sex is gonna come up and then we're definitely gonna have to talk about it but I was just like putting it off and putting it off and putting it off do you remember the feeling around it were you nervous or was it just like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it? I was definitely nervous and I was definitely a little bit in denial of like, maybe I just won't have to say anything mm. <laughs> and it'll just magically work. And well, honestly, you probably like you wouldn't have to. <laughs> like, it was how long? Well, so it was probably a few months before <laughs> I like brought it up. And the reason I did was because I was hanging out at Al's apartment and we were on her laptop and I we were searching the word trapes because I was like, what does trapes mean? Because she said it and then had like in her search history had transgender. And so later that evening I was like, so we should probably talk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> man. So fucking funny. That and like then, cracks me up every time. And it was I amazing was because by my search history. <laughs> it was amazing because I was looking for that window first of all because yeah. I was like I don't know how I'm gonna bring this yeah. up. Yeah. And I learned it was maybe like two months. Maybe I learned a, month a lot about your upbringing and like I was just so lucky because so I was so afraid of so many people like don't know what a trans person is and like. You know, and I I'd was already many. excited that you were like looking it up on your own, and then you told me like you went to that Unitarian church where there were like trans people, and you had been exposed to trans people before, and I was like, "Whoa, this is like a miracle!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna marry this girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too because I actually, when I went home for Christmas that year, I like told my mom that I was seeing him, and I was like, "So you remember when we went to orientation and we sat at that table?" And I like was like that. Like, that's who I'm dating is this guy, and he's just been transitioning. And so, like, I had a whole conversation with her mm. about the fact that he was trans yeah. before we even had a conversation about it. Oh, wow. Because she was like, well, what, is, what does that mean? Are you – would you still think of yourself as straight? I mean, I guess he's a guy, so I guess you – would be. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, probably. And then, like, later I'm like, mm, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, like, that just kind of opened my mind to, like, oh, I just really don't care about gender That's, at all. Yes. And that was, like, kind of yeah. just the signal yeah. was, like, oh, someone who's trans, like, really, I didn't even really think twice about it. I had a moment of, like, this will be different. This will be interesting. And kind of, like, okay, like, that'll be a thing we have to, like, figure out. And, but, like, that was kind of the only thought I had. It wasn't ever, like, how am I going to, like, have sex with this person because right. they're trans and, like, blah, blah, blah. And that was never yeah. a thing. Totally. I was always just like, well, you know, he's masculine, like, presenting, and I think that's more what I'm attracted to. So I went through a whole thing where I thought I was only, like, into, like, masculinity, and then I was like, that's bullshit. And now I realize that, honestly, the most attractive thing to me is, like, androgyny mm. and, like, playing with, like, gender expression like that. Like, I l tend to, like, you know, like, people who push those boundaries, like, that's usually what I'm most attracted to. So, like, it makes okay. a lot of sense. Can we... Try to define androgyny because I get called for, I, I get, what is it called? What's it called when you're an actor? I get called in. I get called in <laughs> to play a lot of androgynous roles. I don't think short. anything about me other than my hair is androgynous. Like, I would Nobody ever mistakes either. me for a man. I have a very feminine face. I have an hourglass figure. I always think of it as just yeah. like someone who like. Wears button down shirt. Plays with androgyny, like, or plays with gender expression and like. Has like doesn't stare like fall or like express in like a stereotypical manner for like whatever their gender yeah. identity is. I feel my personality. I, I feel very like anything. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I remember in the past working on sets when you know I was in a producing role and I remember working with someone and she was like, "He's being sexist," and I'm like, "No, he's not." Like, <laughs> no, because I'm a woman too, and he's not <laughs> like, you know so I don't know I just think about that all the time and I'm always curious about it in the back of my head yeah I feel like that's probably people just seeing your short hair and going that's androgynous <laughs> short yeah. hair like a boy like, well and then I'm just she like she a girl but she have short hair like a boy this is a time for everyone they're gonna look at me and be like that's a girl <laughs> yeah. we don't want that but yeah I I've always just thought of it as like someone who like kind of plays with gender expression okay. well, in and whatever I do way think that to some extent there are it's hard because it's like the second you try to define it, like the the definitions are so liquid. Yeah. Because yeah. um, also like what's gender? Because there, yeah, because <laughs> there's like people that 
like their facial structures look yes. androgynous. Yes. It's like you're like, oh wow, like actually, like I don't I, know, like you can I, put long hair on you, yeah, you can put short hair. I on. just like have no idea of like you're, what like, your gender identity you're, is. You're a handsome, beautiful person, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, oh. like I'm super into that. I'm yeah. just like, yeah. So in retrospect, all that. Speaking makes of things you're super into, can we get into some details yes. about sure. like what you enjoy? And maybe it would be fun to frame that in current explorations. Yeah, and, sure. uh, definitely. Tell me what you're currently exploring. Yeah, we haven't really talked about. I guess like our current situation <laughs> a little bit too. Should yeah, let's like give us an overview. Lay that down current, a tiny bit, please. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> asking, yeah, Sorry. Sure. <laughs> <It's> like, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think. We had always talked about, like, possibly keeping our relationship not monogamous in – and I say it like that because we had never really discussed, like, specifically polyamory or specifically what we were interested in, but we had always had that door open, which I think is super important because, Especially within our marriage. Yeah, because – We laid that foundation a few months before we got married of kind of, like – so could we maybe not always be monogamous? Yeah. How did you initiate that conversation? <laughs> Who did um, it too? Or I was think it, it like- was. I think it was mostly me, and for me, a lot of it was coming from sort of. So when we were first together, I was just getting started on hormones, and not to like, I I, I caution to not blame everything on hormones because I think it's really easy like to use it as a cop out, but mm-hmm. I was super horny Mm -hmm. when I was first starting hormones and my body was adjusting I was like really horny all the time and the novelty of our relationship and everything and like being in college College, and being on our own like there was all this novelty and all that so we were like you know screwing like rabbits kind of a thing like any chance we could get, you know, Wait, like dude. roommates walking in. Kind okay, of thing. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, any yeah. strange locations, anything noteworthy that stands <laughs> Not out during strange that time? locations. I feel like we mostly stuck to bed. Okay, yeah, we mostly Which stuck is, to each other. I think dorms. one of those sexual routines that yeah. we definitely put in place. Was I mean, like the bed is very bed, comfortable. Bed yeah, sex. I like comfort. I like I'm a big. I yeah. did a lot of weird like par- car parking lot things in high school that I was like, <laughs> I'm done, done, done with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, even still now, bed is, like, one of our, like, boundaries within our poly thing is that, like, we don't bring other people into our your bed. Own bed. Like, yeah. uh, our bed is, like, our spot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that door being open was super helpful. But I also, like, go through sort of, like, these cycles of, like, panic about committed relationships because I have other attachment issues. Um, so in one of those moments, I was sort of like, but Al, like, I feel like what if I – I need to explore this part of me that, like, was still attracted to men, that now I'm a man. I need to explore that part of me again. And it was, like, so – I say it like that because it was, like, such a – like, it was uh, was so, like – there was something, like, very, like, yearning about Mm -hmm. it to me where I was just, like, I I have to know what this is. And it's such a big deal when it really, at this point, hasn't been a big deal to, like, actually – go forth and explore but like at, for, for some reason it was holding me back and do you think it's because now there's possibility in the air versus this staring down the tunnel of like that possibility is shutting off totally because that's yes. how i feel and so i'm projecting all over you yeah no, no totally that's, that's definitely what it was is i was sort of like so if i'm committing does that mean like this is closing this is all of these yeah. doors mm-hmm. for me and mm-hmm. like am i gonna then like resent al for yeah. like keeping me from exploring this part yeah. of myself. I don't want to be like that. Like to, so, we, I, so I did. I brought it up and I was like, you know, what would you 
do like what we were seeing a, a therapist at the time too and i uh that's amazing yeah we so i kind of like had a like a little bit of a panicked moment like six months before we got married and so we started seeing a therapist just to like lead up to the to the wedding and stuff. I, I think everyone should do that. Yeah, it was great. I think also this conversation might have happened directly after our first session with that therapist, this, if I'm recalling this, okay. correctly. Because then what happened was he was expressed this, and I was kind of like, I've had moments where I've kind of been panicked because I'm like, you're really the only person I've like tr- really truly been with mm-hmm. sexually. Like mm-hmm. I've like like I said, other little experiences, but nothing really noteworthy, yeah. nothing important, yeah. and nothing like satisfying like besides with him and I was kind of like and it's like a super specific situation because you're like a trans person so it's like I also though feel like I haven't really fully explored like you know people with penises that identify as male and people with vaginas that identify as female and yeah anyone else that I like might be interested in since I'm now realizing I'm really queer and like I just haven't I feel like I just hadn't fully explored like the whole spectrum of people mm-hmm Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. And I was like, I've had like, you know, very specific experiences that have been incredible. And I'm like, why couldn't that be a thing that I experience with other people? Um, And had had moments of panic, but also had been, you know, socialized as monogamous my whole life like we all have and was like that's just it's okay I'll just have to just deal with the fact that that's not a thing I'll try and then we kind of had a couple little conversations but then this was the first time that I was like wait that's a thing that panics me too like what if we just were like what if we have the idea of like having having this be more open like really more fully on the table going into like being married like we just know and can agree that like that's a thing we could do at some point like we don't decide to do it now or late, like we could just decide that it's a possibility yeah. and not like put us both at ease. And then we're like, oh my oh. God, why didn't we have this conversation so much sooner? Like we both felt so relieved. Why that do you we think you didn't realize that? I think we just had been so in our own heads and like didn't realize that it was a conversation that could be had yeah. without freaking out the other. Yeah, it seems very also, scary. Yeah, because it's like, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I kind of want to other like be with other people 
if he doesn't, and then have him be like, well, we don't want the same things. Let's just not get that's, married. That's what I was afraid Ugh, of, too. Because yeah. I was afraid that that I was going to express this desire and that it was going to spiral into, like, our relationship being messed up. Yeah. Which is funny because at the time I was like, maybe that is what we have to do. Maybe we're supposed to break up. And but, explore. But and actually the source of the <laughs> panic was, I don't want this relationship yeah. to end, but I also want this other thing. So how do I do both that in the right yeah. way and like you know all of that like totally. all the questions about how to do it and all of that but yeah so we started having those conversations and um went to, like you know went to our wedding day knowing that those possibilities were there which was so um, nice which yeah. was like i think necessary yeah uh, i agree I think it's just both intrinsic. Yeah. It's just like who we are as people, I think, too. Just like know that the possibility for like curiosity and exploration is like a thing we can still do. Yeah. Even like being committed to each other and kind of just reframing it as like we're each other's life partners, but we also can like have other types of partners because like you're not always going to get every single thing you need from one person necessarily. Usually not. Yeah. Usually like, not. Some people, I'm sure, feel that <laughs> way and that's I know wonderful, a few people but that I feel just so don't think that that's. A thing exactly. for us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's very hard to find, like, someone who can match every need. And, like, this is just, like, it's, it, it's like, honestly blown my mind with yeah. possibilities now. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is so nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can, I know, like, what I need from this person now. And I don't have yeah. to, like, be in this weird, conflicted place where I want this thing, but I know they can't really give it to me. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, now I have this other person I can do that with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, also I think just – So now we both – so this is all to say that, like, our sex life currently is very much, like, we're sort of on our own explorations right now. Mm -hmm. So I have been seeing a regular other partner now. Mm -hmm. They're non-binary, but um, they do have a penis, mm -hmm. which is sex that I haven't explored really since high school. What is it um, like? It's fascinating. <laughs> so I have had some not great and traumatic sexual experiences. So my relationship with sex is also like something that I'm having to like really navigate with myself, with Al, with my therapist, and, like, now with my other partner, too. Um, and, like, learning that some of the things that I was afraid of come from trauma is, like, such a double-edged sword because it's mm -hmm. like, okay, cool, there's a reason, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to feel this way all the time, but it also means that I have to, like, work around triggers. And, like, for me, it's a lot of, like, touch triggers Mm -hmm. um, that I'm also not even sure where some of them come from, which is frustrating too. Because I'm like, wait, this is feeling great, and now I want to die. Mm -hmm. um, so, 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 and that was something that I had experienced with Al before I knew what that all was. So we had had some very like kind of dramatic, like not dramatic, but like very like serious nights that w started off very pleasurable and then ended up with me like having a breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so I was a little nervous, um, like, exploring that because also being trans, I, I knew, like, so I got on some apps and I was like, I'm going to just be open about being trans here because I don't really want to go through the conversation yes. of, like, meeting someone and yeah. being like, by oh. the way, I might not have the anatomy that you, like, maybe presumed that I did. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay. But then at the same time, 
that gets a lot of like people assume that means I'm just going to like bottom and just like be like open to having like vaginal penetration, Mm -hmm. which I was, but I like, it's been pretty consistently like the assumption, which I was like, hmm. That's an assumption Um, to make. It's an assumption (laughs) and it's one that I'm now like, the more I've like gone into this, I'm recognizing like, I'm not really a huge fan of that. Like, I like not the sex itself, but just the assumption that that's what's going to Why would you make that assumption? Yeah. That's an assumption. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's like, yeah. And so it's just like, okay. Um, But I have realized like, so basically I've had those traumatic experiences have had like, some struggle then kind of dealing with like having penetrative sex, but I kind of like it, but I'm like, so right now, like where I'm at with that is that I'm finally comfortable with that. And I find like, I've, I like find the, the like play part of sex is like my favorite thing. So like, like wrestling around and like, that's one of the things I like about also like sex with a more masculine presenting person is there's a lot of just like raw physical energy that is like very attractive to me (laughs) can you tell us like do you like to be thrown around or is it just like the back and forth play yeah it's kind of both it's like very um it feels very uh not to say that we aren't animals but like it feels very animal and very like yeah it is sort of like I do like to be like uh like thrown around a little bit but then I like to fight back too like it's sort of like it's very much like a okay like now I'm gonna like swipe at you (laughs) (laughs) um and like sort of the even literally just like the physical energy of like two bodies like pressing against each other like yes fuck yeah awesome um like and like very much like all that like just wrestling I'm like really into like full body like we're going the whole like the my whole body is talking with your whole body mm. kind of a thing um cuz that's something that i was like also noticing that i was getting bored with in sex is when it was like mostly genitalia focused i yeah. was like mm-hmm. cool like we've done yeah, this like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like no like you know like let's get into it like what are your toes doing right now i don't know <laughs> um so and I had, like, it's funny because I've been, like, so lucky with this this new, like, regular partner because um, I also found out more recently, which is, like, okay, maybe we should have had this conversation earlier in retrospect, but they also haven't had vaginal penetrative sex ever. Oh. So we're sort of, like, doing this exploration together, um, <laughs> which is very lucky because I was, like, oh, I had no idea. Now I feel way more comfy. <laughs> Yeah, so the only thing, like, looking back is, like, oh, I wish we had had that conversation, like, before we did it, <laughs> did it the first time. But it's cool. Um, a lot you know. of people don't – I mean, not – okay, that's a very specific circumstance, <laughs> and I can't say I have other anecdotal information about that. But I've talked to so many people that don't share when it's their first time in general. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if it has something to do with just a private feeling. Or, yeah. You know, like, not even, like, like, a that's secret. That's information. It's just, like, a private feeling. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. like, until you build something. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like since then we've had the conversation and they're like, you know, I was just nervous. I didn't yeah. want to hurt you. And it's like, oh, well, I wish we had known yeah. and it would have been great. Like, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I need you to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's been interesting too because, so I'm noticing new things that I like, new ways that I like to have sex, but I haven't had an orgasm from that type of mm-hmm. sex yet. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, that's something that like with the anatomy that I have, I'm pretty aware of. Like I pretty much already knew that like for me, clitoral stimulation or I don't even know what to call. I don't know what I ha- I struggle with calling my parts my parts. Yeah. I've had a lot of dissociative issues with it. Yeah. And like being trans, like it makes you crazy. But <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like it's basically I basically have like a very large clitoris mm-hmm. or a tiny tiny penis mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so and it acts and works like a tiny penis mm-hmm. like it gets hard um and that's probably the most like that's where I can get an orgasm from okay pretty can in my experience so can far. I ask details about what it feels like physically to yeah. you yeah yeah, um, I can try. I don't know how, exactly how to describe it. I'll ask it. describing questions. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask specific questions. Like, when it gets hard, is the outside hypersensitive? Like, where does it feel the most pleasurable? And where does it, are there any spaces where it's so sensitive it's not pleasurable? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. I have, like, it's mixed. And I'm try- I've been trying to figure out, it's like at a certain point, it gets hard enough that I'm like, like you can just yeah, yeah. fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's definitely like getting to that point or if we're like just kind of like playing around where some like it's a very specific type of pressure that feels good. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes it's it like needs like it's so weird. It's like needs gentle, but also like fast, but also like kind of. Not too gentle. Like, it's almost like sometimes too gentle is, like, ticklish and yeah. I don't like it. It's such a specific No, that that thing. is resonating with me so hard because I'm like, no, in order to come, I have to be, it has to be so hard, but also starting out, you can't, like, directly touch my clitoris hard, but also if you're too soft, it will be painful ticklish. Yeah, it's like But stingy, then once I'm turned, like- yeah, stingy, like, I describe it as a chemical burn feeling, and then I'm just like... No, but you do need to, but if you touch over it really hard and there's this not sensitive, like if there's an indirect touch, then that can be really hard right away. And then when I get to a certain point, I just need you to go until I'm done, you know, like, but, yes. so that's why for, for me trying to even just like connect with people sexually for the first several years, I was like, I don't know what to say. I'm just never going to have an orgasm with someone. And so right? I stumbled into it a few times, but yeah. <laughs> like, how do you describe, like, that's the thing. It's like, I can't even without, And then it changes. Like, yeah, it changes. It changes. There's yeah. different times. Like that's something that we've struggled with and that it's been helpful like for us to go out and have to learn how to communicate with new yeah. people yes. because it's like I've had this thing where it's like something that Al has done that was great in the past is yeah. now all of a sudden not that great. Me. And then yeah. you're making like, your partner feel wrong and it's like <laughs> yeah. not their fault and it's not your fault and it's just your body and you just need them to hear this information yeah. without taking it personally. I feel like the last time we had sex, you were kind of like, hey, try this other thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah. like it worked yeah. better. And I was like, oh, great. Like well, that's like, new and, and, yeah, and it's different. Like and my I can mental just adapt. state, sometimes I'm like totally open to being like, wait, hey, can we move around? And other times for some reason mm-hmm. I have this mental block of like, this isn't working and I'm just turned off and I just need to like yeah. leave. Yeah. Like we yeah, just, need, we to just end. need to be done. Like, this is over. Um, Have you guys had those moments and communicated about yes. that? Yes. Okay. And that's been a, a learning experience for me because yeah. it's mostly me that will like shut things down. And again, it's like I didn't realize it at the time, but I was having like trauma responses yeah. to things. So it was like in the past, it was like all of a sudden I'd be like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, in, in the worst moments, like, you know, like angry and crying and like not sure like why I was feeling these feelings mm-hmm. when five seconds ago everything was great mm-hmm. and now it's gotten to the point where it's like okay let's pause if I'm and I'll be like okay badly, yeah I'll, 
Al has like learned how to help me ground and like be a person again. Mm. But there's times now where I'm able to catch it like before I get to yeah. that point. And that's what I'm learning now is to be like, okay, um, we're either going to have to switch it up or like pause for a minute or maybe like yeah. pick this up on a different day because I have lost it. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm not, not I here. I have changed. I'm not here. Like, yeah, because I have a lot of dissociation problems too. So I used to just be like, whatever, I don't care. Like, mm. it's just going to happen. And now I'm learning like, like when ownership. Those, yeah, <laughs> like, when that dissociation starts to happen, it's like probably ultimately not going to be a pleasurable experience. Yeah. So like, I should probably not. <laughs> so that's like learning all of that yeah. now. Has that come up with your new partner? Um, it hadn't at first. And that was something that I was like, I hope I'm not tricking myself and thinking like, oh, this is like novel and now I'm going to have these like, because I think, you know, especially with polyamory, when you first practice, you're like, you're up against like the jealousy and up against these very natural things that are like, not necessarily things that are telling you exactly what you think. Like, it's like, I'm not jealous of this person being with this person. Like, that's something else that I need to deal with, whatever. Um, I don't want to get too far into that. But anyway, um, I at first was having those feelings and was like, why is it so easy for me to just like have sex with this person and I'm having all these issues with Al? Like, what does that mean? Like, da 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 da. But then my therapist was like, just wait, you're going to get comfortable and it's going to start happening with this new partner. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great therapist. <laughs> and I was Great like, therapist. you're probably right. And then, so now that I've gotten comfortable, it has started happening. Because and it's how like, long have you guys been? Uh, let's see. Involved? It's like that was my end of question. September. So okay. October, November, December, January, almost five months. Um, and, uh, so recently that did happen where I was kind of like, Hey, we got to stop. <laughs> Cause, and I was, it was really cool because it was, I was actually able to, for the first time, like explain to them, um, in a way that like made sense to them in a way that I felt comfortable where I wasn't like, I didn't have to like overshare, yeah. but I was like, just so you know, like I can't like because of this X, Y, Z and like, you know, are you cool with that? And they were just so like supportive and they were like, yeah, let's just lie here. That's and then we were just like lying there. And I was like, wow, this was so like, there was so much pressure before and there was so much weight and like just having that experience and being able to have it with someone outside of our partnership was like, I can talk about this. And like, I have yeah, the ability yeah. to do this. And like, yes. I, it's not as scary as it feels like in my Literally head. Literally what I want for all of us. That is <laughs> yes. Because I yeah. do believe in my own personal experiences. And I know I look at the world and experience the world through rose-colored everything. I understand that. But I do think on the whole, when you are able to share, even with someone you don't know that well, most people that are like on a basic level, like decent human beings and have some amount of just like, they'll at least be like, okay, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, like most yeah. people aren't big, huge assholes. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's Especially someone who like cares about you enough to be like involved with you for yeah. that amount of time. Yeah. Like they're not going to just be like, okay, bye. Like, it hopefully. feels so relieving yeah. to hear that that's possible with a partner that's not the most trusted years long relationship. Yes. Because I know as a single person, I have this story that I tell myself of like, well, no one else is ever going to understand. No one's going to like the weird parts of me. I have these fucked up pieces. They're too fucked up. I'm a trash fire. That's what I said to the <laughs> cute stranger on the street. <laughs> Still crack me. <laughs> You know, and just the fact that I feel that way yeah. in dating new people, it's it's scary. And then yeah. you're yes. like, oh, wait, 
You're like, oh, wait, it's we're, possible to I'm feel safe with people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. cool. We've all got our own little trash fires. Yes. We put them together and make a big bonfire and maybe dance around it. Smell like trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so Al, what about your yes. experiences? And okay. also, I do want to hear just a hint of your, as a couple, dealing with any jealous feelings that came up. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of just like touch on that as I give like a little sweeping brief history of like this experience from my end, I guess. Um, so I guess maybe like nine months ago or so is when we were like, he got flirted with at the like LGBT center, like when he was like getting like an STD test or something (laughs) and, um, was (laughs) like came home and was like, so this cute guy was flirting with me. Should we go ahead and try this opening up thing? Was was he like, Hey, sexually health person. Kinda. (laughs) This is what he said to me. This is what he said to me. Well, first, he, like, looked me up and down and and then, like, kind of looked away. And then I made eye contact with him and he was like, we're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sexually compatible because our genitals are at the same level. Perfect for 69ing as well. <laughs> Um, that's yeah. hilarious <laughs> um yeah word of advice to anyone don't get picked up at the lgbt center <laughs> <laughs> don't do it just don't um, i did not know this man <laughs> so then he was like like could we try this and i was like you know what no time like the present let's just see like go do a date or whatever you're gonna do with this person and i'll I'll see how I feel about it. You'll see how you feel about it. And then we'll check in and see yeah. if this is, like, a thing we think we can handle. Um, so he, like, went over to this guy's place. I was like, send me the address. Like, I, like, was like, if I don't hear from you by, like, this time, I'm calling. No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, no, you know, I mean, that's, 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 it was a no, little bit a, weird. Like, okay, let's put some measures I, in place I to be do safe. That. I, I yeah. send addresses to two or three friends. Like, at, at least, least I know two. where you are if I need to. And then I let the people that I'm it. with know that, like, hey, I have a check-in buddy. If they don't hear from me in an hour, they call the cops. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's actually true, you know, yeah. but, but I, I that's let a the good people I'm security with know. measure. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think any reasonable person is going to be like, okay. And yeah. if they act weird about that, get the fuck that's away a problem, from them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he like went on this thing, he came home and we like kind of debriefed about it. And I was like, great. I don't feel jealous. Yeah. Like, that's nice to know. It wasn't like, I don't want to speak for you, but it wasn't like the best oh, no, it was, experience it was, ever. It was not a good it was, it was just like meh. but like, <laughs> but it was like it was a good thing for us to I think do to like kind of just like know that it's like it's possible for us to like have this dynamic. Yes. Like of like oh you can go off and have like a sexual experience with someone else and I'm and come home and tell me about it and I'm not gonna be like I don't want to hear about it or yeah, like yeah. freak out or anything like that. I was just kind of like oh yeah like let's debrief. Um, I'm the type of person who <coughs> also like I jump into the deep end, which is you know. Can be unhealthy, but that's just who I am. Can, can be, but it also can be like amazing, <laughs> empowering, yeah. yeah. And like and it's a power. It's yeah. so because we had talked about it for so long, and this opportunity presented itself. I was like, well, if this doesn't work out, it's okay. The door will now be like wide open. Yeah. So I was, it was kind of like definitely one of those. Like in retrospect, maybe I should have been a little more like careful, but. Mm-hmm. Luckily, everything turned out okay. I it's was like saved. my whole life. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, said, I've heard you say that so many times. <laughs> but um, but it did like teach me pretty quickly. Like, okay, I'm gonna have to make a connection with a person. I can't just get yeah. picked up at the, yeah. <laughs> the 
LGBT yeah. center and go and have sex. And it's, it's not going to work for me. It's funny because <laughs> I kind of had the idea that I was a person who needed to have some sort of connection with someone just in the past. Like, I, that's kind of how I felt. Like, even when I had people that I was, like, friends with that I, like, I had, like, a friend in high school that I, like, fooled around with some. And he and I were, like, good pals. But even still, I was, like, I don't know. I feel like we have this, like, thing where I, like, I want to know you more before we, like, do stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, I think I just always kind of had that. Yeah. Um, I also am a person who I am, like, not attracted to people that I don't think are funny. So I, like, have – like, someone has to prove that they're funny to me before I'm, like, attracted to them. I've, like, joked recently that – joke gauntlet. Yeah. I, like, have joked recently (laughs) that if there's there's a sexuality that's you're only attracted to people who are funny, then that's what I am. Mm. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, but it's – my, like, one of my, my kink is humor. humor. Like, Jenny Hogan <laughs> said the same thing. I really? think it's a, I don't think it's a thing. I don't know I if think it's a name I think it is too. I like it's have to. I ha- is it it's super no- dark in here? It's cloudy. It is pretty dark. Do you want, here, let I me turn on a. It's like dark. <laughs> 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 the black cloud <clouds clears throat> rolled in. So, wait, um, so do you make people. Do you make people tell you jokes? Yeah, I'm like, do a whole stand-up set. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I like, I realize just that I'm a person who needs to chat with people beforehand, yeah. I think, at yeah. least. Um, I have to be so, able to laugh with people in oh my bed God. when oh, I am inevitably sick. fucking clumsy or trip oh, on myself. I am or... so clumsy. And I also don't take anything seriously a lot of the time. It's kind of like, it's both like, I think my greatest strength and greatest flaw mm. <laughs> Is that I just like mm-hmm. have a really hard time taking things seriously because I just like laugh at the I, darkness we can't of the take world. It too seriously, or yeah. we'll die. I mean, we're gonna die anyway. Yeah, and like other like totally side note that like I don't know. Uh, my dad died when I was little, so I think I just like learned to like laugh at darkness, or else mm-hmm. like what what mm-hmm. the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I like after this when door was opened, I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna get Tinder and see how this goes. And so I initially had it set to like you picked. Tinder? I know. I don't know what I was. Well, I no, I'm really curious about. I that. didn't know what I was doing. I was <laughs> just like, that's the thing that people are on. I guess that's true. Knowing, no, I've, like, heard, I've heard. A, I know a lot of people who have met their partners on Tinder. Yeah, and I also was like, I'm more looking for like at the time I was like, I'm looking for sex, not for like a connect. Like I don't want to go on Hinge where I'm gonna like run into people that I know or something. Like I want to just be a little more anonymous, a yeah. little more like. On the sly. I don't know. Because I also, I think when we initially opened things up, in my mind, I was a little bit like, we're kind of like non-monogamous. I don't know what, like, I don't really know what the distinction is between that and poly, but we like know what our things are and we're kind of just wanting to explore sexually. So like, that's what this is. So I initially set it to like have like people of all gender expressions like through my Tinder. And then I, for a while, I was only getting responses from guys and I was like, ugh. Yes. I, like, want to hook up with a woman also, yes. so I switched it to they just take women. more effort. Had no luck at all Same. for months. And I was like, I give up. I'm I switching up it back to everyone because I just want to, like, have some sexual experiences. Yeah. God damn it. So I switched it back, and then, like, the first match I made was with this guy who then I talked to. I was, like, going on vacation for, like, three weeks right after this. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to be out of town for, like, almost three weeks. But, like, I'd be down to, like, chat with you and stuff, like, over the course of that. And if we, like, have a connection, like, we can meet up after. And he was like, sounds great. So then we chatted, like, while I was on vacation. And then I, like, got back and I was like, let's let's hang out. Because we, like, had great conversations. He was so nice. I was like, I feel safe with this guy. And we, like, hooked up once and it was, like, fine. Like, it was fun. Like, I... Really wanted to give a blowjob because I never had. I'd always been terrified of it. Oh. I was like scared of the idea of a penis going in my mouth. You I was were. like, it's going to be gross. I'm going to hate it. And so I was like, 
mostly I want to just get that shit under my belt because I also hadn't I've I'd never had penetrative sex either but I was like that I feel a little more like I can cross that bridge more when I come to it but the blowjob I just want to get out of the way I want to do it I want to see if I'm interested in it because also I was like I don't know if I'm super into penises yeah because I haven't had that much experience with them and I've like been with a partner who doesn't have one for like eight years and like who knows maybe I just hate penises and I'm actually just only into like more female anatomy people and like I don't know. So do you hate penises? No, I love penises. <laughs> They're so fun to play with. <laughs> yeah, so I like gave this this guy like a blowjob and I was like that was really fun and like luckily he had like a nice penis that was like a reasonable <laughs> size. Have you met a yuppie penis? Yet? I haven't yet. Okay. Um, I've been his very ball? lucky. Um, I didn't really involve the balls okay. that much at that time, but they were fine. They were like just normal, and I was like, "Great, this is just average size, average everything. Like this is fine." And did that, and it was great. I was like, "This is fun," and we, you know, fooled around, and it was a fun time. But I was kind of like, "I'm not like dying to hook up with him again." Our chemistry wasn't like insane or anything. He wasn't the best kisser, and that was mm. kind of like meh. But like everything else was like fine, and we had a fun what time. What made it not the best kisser? Like what? what it was turned like, you off about kissing. It was like a little like like we weren't in the same rhythm. Mm. Like it was like I was doing one thing and he was doing a different thing, as opposed to our mouths like working together. Yes. It was like I was doing like a like a slow deep thing, and he was yeah. doing like a fast darty thing, and it just like wasn't really working <laughs> at all. Wait, wait, yeah, it was just yeah. like a, mm, mm, and I was like, no. Wait, will you do that again? <laughs> so I, that's, what, that's what she's doing. You're watching the YouTube. <laughs> it was pretty much that, but he was so nice, and I felt totally safe. And then, like, also, side note, hilariously, he ended up getting back together with his ex, like, not that long after, and now they're engaged. Oh. Super happy for it. It's happened to me so many times. Yeah. And it was... I've been a good luck chuck so many times. <laughs> no, like ten times. Like I'm wow. not joking. And like it started in college. And it, and it was like immediate, like the next person they would either marry or they'd get back together with someone yeah. and marry them. And it was like either just, and I was like, it's okay. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, my superpower. Okay, so if you're looking to get married, let's go on a date. Let's do it. <laughs> and then after that, you'll get married to the next person. Um, but yeah, so I had that whole experience and was kind of like, cool. Now I've gotten that under my belt. I feel like a little more confident in dealing with penises now. That also made me feel better because I got yes. into this weird thing in my head because um, being trans is very strange when it comes to genitalia and, like, you have a very weird relationship with, like, your own parts and parts in general and, like, everyone's different. So mm-hmm. I have, like, a very, like, back and forth relationship about, like, because I basically I have, like, a ghost limb penis that I can feel, Ooh. like, in my head, but, like, you know no one else can feel it because it's in my head. Yeah. Um, so Yet, like, I feel like there's got to be technology to solve that problem. Right? <laughs> I'm like, what? Cyborg. So, but I also like, so there's surgery options, but I haven't really ever pursued them because I like how my current anatomy feels and I like yeah. being naturally, like being able to get hard and stuff. And that's a lot harder once you get a phalloplasty. Mm. So um, hearing that from Al and like having heard her kind of state this like fear of penises in the past I was like I hadn't realized like subconsciously I was a little like internalizing that and feeling like well like does that mean like if one day I decided I wanted to get surgery or Mm -hmm. if something were to happen like would that mess with our attraction and like what it is so like uh, again having her be able to do that and go 
with someone else and have that experience was helpful for our relationship. Yeah, then totally. She came back and was, he was like, like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> she came back and there was yeah, there's a, a sense of ease of like, okay, so like that's not something that's like gonna cause a problem. Like, yeah, that's not something that's like gonna be negative anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was just like also just great to discover because also I was like, okay, wait, not only do I not hate blowjobs I actually love giving blowjobs like it's so fun which I know you can relate to yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so then like um now then two months ago one of our like really good friends actually like I guess had just picked up on context clues that we were like open and then um I had put an ad on Lex if you're familiar which is like the new like oh, queer that came like from personal app yeah yeah I'd put an ad on Lex because I was like, I just want to. Maybe I should try that. Yeah, should you I should. Try that? No, yeah, you should. It's it's oh like it seems like a really cool community. What would my ad say? Will you write it? For me? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I didn't get a ton of like responses back that I was like super intrigued by, but I like had a couple like little brief conversations, and I was like, this is just like a cool experience. But then like a few weeks later, I was like chatting with one of my like good friends on like Instagram, um, and they are also non-binary, but has a has a penis which is like funny that now both of our two people that were <laughs> involved with are, are that same dynamic and are both Tauruses hilarious <gasps> yes. I mean I know Tauruses we love the sensual touches it's true <laughs> um but yeah and so then they kind of like we were chatting one day on like Instagram and they're like hey what if I told you that I like we talked about how we both like as like teens and stuff like just had crushes on everybody but that's like carried over to now and like we just like are crush people and then they were like what if I told you I had a bit of a crush on you and I was like because ah! I had had like a crush on them for like a minute and was kind of like had always been like I don't know like they seem like someone I could just like fool around with like but yeah. like just super casually and also they're just like a really affectionate person and mm, like nice. gives like the best hugs in the world Fuck yeah um, and so it was like already kind of like a slightly affectionate friendship. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, that would be great that you have a bit of a crush on me because I also have a crush on you. And they were like, would you want to explore that? And I was like, yes. And so communication for the win. Yes, it was great. <laughs> and so then like later that week, I like went over to their place and was kind of like, I was talking to like one of my best friends about it. And she was like, okay, there's no universe in which you aren't at least going to make out. And she was like, so, like, she was uh, like, let's see. I believe in all the multiverses, so there's at least one. <laughs> but just probably only one. Yeah, probably only one amongst the infinite. Um, but, yeah, and then we ended up, like, 69ing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, like, we just were like, okay, great. We, like, started kissing, and we are like, okay, we're down. And, like, before that happened, we were, they were kind of like, hey, so, like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And I was like, great, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And we just kind of had this moment of like, we're not looking for like a major commitment from each other, but just like, let's kind of just explore this and like see how it goes. Yeah. But also like Connected with the understanding bit, that we're, you know, neither of us are like, you know, that we both have other priorities and yes. that this isn't like and I'll be the all thing. Primary yeah. And also oh, like they're good friends with primary we haven't really used that, but it's like I feel like it applies. But it's, I don't feel like I've used that word. I feel like when you're much. married to someone, there's sort of like an understanding of like that that's, that's a rock the primary. Partnership. Yeah, 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 totally. I know some people are very sensitive slash allergic to that word. Like primary, secondary. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm like not. We haven't really used that. It's just kind of been more like our life partner and our yeah. other partners. Yeah. Like 
Yeah, like both. Yeah, both of our other partners know that we're married, so it's kind. Of, yeah, yeah, it's like sort of. <laughs> yeah, unspoken. and they also like, have both yeah. have experiences in poly relationships That's as great. well, which is great. Um, and so yeah, we like had this conversation, and then we were like, okay, let's uh, like see how this goes. And then we had like a lot of chemistry, and it was great. And now we've been seeing each other for like two months, and it's been wonderful. Amazing. Um, but yeah, where do you uh, guys want to go from here? Like, what are your goals, dreams? Oh no, wait. First, oh, wait, yeah, deets. Sorry, what about that stuff? Good oh, <laughs> stuff. See, I'm so curious. I have like explored on my own, but but okay. I haven't found anyone yet that will explore with me. <laughs> well, you guys know how I feel about that. I, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I guess I didn't give that many deets of like. Should I rewind? I don't know about like <laughs> just stuff keep that going. we've like explored. Um, but yeah, I guess I just like was kind of like. Going back to like what we had talked about of like, you know, him being like, I feel like you're kinkier than you realize, and I was like, yeah, maybe. And so with this kind of whole exploration, I was like, really went into it like I want to just like explore anything. Yeah, like I'm kind of game explore? for what whatever. I knew I wanted to like try being tied up. Have you done that? I have. And? It was great. <gasps> I loved it. Were you tied up with like how were you tied tape? Up? The oh. bondage tape. <gasps> To the bed or yes, to yourself? Yes, to like okay. the slats mm-hmm. under the bed. Oh. Yeah. And then what happened? Um, like while you were tied up, what was done to you? Oh, what was and done to you? And did you have a safe me? word? We didn't really have a safe word. It was just kind of just like, like a like, yeah, we'll just yeah. like if, like they were kind of like if if at any point you're uncomfortable, just yeah. like let yeah. me know. And I was like, great. Because we weren't like so in the throes that I wouldn't be able to like communicate that. Right, right. It was kind of, and I was also like, this feels totally fine so far. So like I'm not really concerned about like having a safe word. I don't feel like unsafe or like any like it was just I mean, kind of more of like a, if you're in a situation where you're not like playing with no means yes then yes you're okay without a safe word assuming the yes. other person's a safe person that can listen to a real no exactly and like I feel entirely safe yeah. with this person yeah. um but yeah so like they like tied my like limbs ankles and and wrists to like the slats of the Red bed eagle style a little bit but not too spread no, like no, just no. kind of like, like x yeah. or whatever yeah x. um <laughs> but i still had quite a bit of mobility and also i recognized that like if at any point i wanted to i could kind of just like twist my wrist and it yeah. would like undo yeah um because it's not that sticky um well, it depends on how many times you wrap it around itself i believe that (laughs) (laughs) um but then yeah they like went down on me and then like used like a like a vibrator Mm. also which was nice Mm -hmm. which oh also I'd never really explored like toys I had always just like jacked off of like shower heads or like my hands or like and how do you like to get off like what's your anatomy like like, sensitive wise and like favorite yeah, touches I'd say I'm a clit girl. Mostly, <laughs> like girl. that's like the the way. Um, but now I've oh now I've also had penetrative sex, which was like I always was worried that I would not be able to do it super well because I am very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you mean vaginally? Yes, okay. I mean vaginally. I'm just yeah, yeah, I'm very teensy. I mean, you are uh, small. I am general, a small person but, like, also, but yes, I had, like recognize. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That I was, like, kind of tight sometimes mm-hmm. and, like, had, had like, issues when we've, like, tried to use, like, strap-ons and things like that. Like, of just, like, only certain angles really working. Yeah. Like, we were able to do, like, doggy style and stuff like that. Like, when we first started playing around with, like, strap-ons and stuff. But I had never played with, like, toys on myself or, like, toys beyond, like, using it as, like, a just, like, 
a substitution. Like, that was kind of just my experience with that. Um, and so now, yeah, I've had penetrative sex and it's great. And, like, it's funny because at first it was kind of like, a, oh, like, it takes a second to, like, figure out the mechanics. And, like, also, uh, like, my other partner, um, they're – sorry, I'm, like, losing my train of thought. My lover's, like, penis is not small. Oh. Um, and so it's kind of like, a, okay, is this – gonna work we'll try it and so like after a couple times of us like fooling around in other ways we were like let's try it and like you know we had the full conversation I was like I've never had penetrative sex like might not work too well like let's see and so we kind of one day um like tried it and it like went pretty well but we were like okay cool like that's good to know that at least it like can can work and then now it's like easy now Mm. it's like like the other day I went over there and we were like hadn't even like gotten to like the bed yet and we were just kind of like making out like I like I kind of taken off some of my clothes and we were and then all of a sudden I was like on the dresser and they were like in me and I was like wow this happened (laughs) and this is great because I had also previously said that like one of my fantasies was like to be like fucked like on a surface like on a counter or something (gasps) and so then it just happened (sighs) without like me being like hey could I sit on this dresser and you fuck me it was just like a that was just like all of a sudden that's like what we were doing and I was like yes and so that was really great but it was like also like okay cool like we've come a long way from like it being kind of like okay like let's let's try like this angle to just kind of like here you are on this dresser and now we're in like (laughs) it's just like boom boom (laughs) and it was great um but so yeah I think now I'm like recognizing that because I was like went into it being like I want to explore anything I'm even remotely interested in I'm, like, realizing that, like, I'm pretty much, like, game for most stuff. I don't – I think Ooh, there's certain stuff, things that I'm, like, not – stuff? Maybe. Blood stuff? I, I was going to say, I think, like, kind of where I think there's some lines drawn, but I also am kind of a person who's, like, don't knock In until the you right try it. In the circumstances. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd be interested in, like, pee play or, like, poop stuff yeah, yeah. or, like – Yeah, I'm not so sure about blood. Or about but, uh, electro play. I don't know. That, Ooh, that I, sounds exciting. I, I'm intrigued by that. Like, see, I'm kind of like, who knows? Because I also, yeah. I'm like, you literally don't, like, there's certain lines, I guess, that it can exist. But to me right now, I'm kind of definitely in a space of like, I'll try pretty much anything once. If I hate it, great. Like, I'll just not do it again. And yeah. if I love it, great. Um, and if you're so with a safe partner, you can always opt yes, out in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel 100% safe. So it's been nice to just be like, I could just try this thing. Would you two consider going to play parties either separately or together? Like, is that a thing you have interest in? I would be maybe intrigued about doing that at some point. I feel like right now, I feel like I'm getting enough experiential stuff. No, no, I don't stuff. mean like tonight. I'm not inviting oh, you to yeah. a specific thing. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think right now I'm like feeling like I'm getting enough from kind of yeah. like exploring those elements like with Tree and my lover. But like it's kind of, I'd be definitely like, Hmm. I'm intrigued. I would be. I would be curious about it. I think. I yeah. Would, I would probably be more nervous. Yeah. Um. And like, it. It already. It's. It takes a lot, I guess, for me to like feel safe. So yeah. I think that would be a lot harder for me to. Yeah, I to think it would definitely be, be excited about. I, yeah. I think it would be like if I was with the right people. Like if I. I, I don't. Like, I wouldn't be able to know everyone, but if I was with the right people at the party, I feel like I'd be okay, but it's I still... I have fantasies yeah. about curated sex party experiences yes. where, like, the host invites a select group of people. I'd be And bad. then, like, other people get 
like a semi-anonymous bio about the people so that like I don't have to have the conversation about I have HSV2 in my throat. You know, like we can just yeah. like you can have the condom on your penis before I give you the blowjob or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be cool. You know, like that's the type yeah. of stuff that I fantasize about. And then, <laughs> yeah. you, and then you like, I don't know, like the last sex party I went to, I felt so daunted because there was no system of knowing what people were up for. And so it's just like, as a single woman, like approach, like, approach, approach. Yeah. And I had to be like, well, I'm a kinky submissive. Well, no, I don't want to dom you. Well, no, I'm not just, yeah, I'll perform for both of you. You have to tell me what to do. No, I'm not going to, you know. And so then yeah. I ended up just sitting in the hot tub, which was fine for me in that moment. But those are the things that get, that stress me out because yeah. I'm like, I need clarity. But it's also yeah. a submissive quality to it too, where I'm yeah. like, I don't want to have to tell you once I get there, even though I understand that's part of it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think I think that would be fun to do just to like explore like yeah. multiple multiple dynamics at once. Yeah. Um but I also like I I I previously thought of myself as like kind of like a little modest and kind of like a little bit like, ugh, like yeah. self-conscious, but I think as I'm like getting older, I'm like caring less and less about yeah. that and like also just coming into my own more. Totally. And I've heard you say on other episodes that like You've had experiences where you've talked to people and you realize that you've had sexual awakenings at 28. And I, like, turned 28 in November. And then, like, this whole thing, <laughs> like, pretty much, like, since I turned 28, I've just been, like, there's exploring There's something to sex. the Saturn return age. Like, Honestly. something it's... to that year. I don't know. Not to get too astrological, but I just. No, it's. Uh, I believe it's, it. <laughs> yes. I just think there's, like, a human thing where it's, like, something shifts in our brains. Like, at that point, both male and female body or male and female brained people have like they're like done yeah <laughs> synapses are not done but like you know you're more of your person self whereas yes. the last 10 years you're still forming yeah I definitely feel like yeah the last couple months I've just been like I am taking ownership of my sexuality like, <laughs> like yeah. which has been like really nice and like has made me also realize that like maybe I could be a person that like went to sex parties when if you'd asked me that like six months ago I probably would have been like "Ooh, that sounds crazy yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like okay like I always thought of myself as like more of like a like a bottom type and now I'm like okay like I could I'm I'm less like pigeonholed I think I think I've kind of pigeonholed myself as like a vanilla bottomy uh like shy like kind of sexual person and then I'm now realizing like oh like I can just like be whatever like it's like I don't have to like are you interested in exploring butt stuff um maybe I don't know like my other partner has like done a little bit of like touching my asshole like during stuff and I'm kind of like okay that's I see like that's fun (laughs) and like I don't know I'd be like I'm like I said I feel like I'm very much in the zone of like I'll try anything once like in C so I'm I'm, like kind of down but also I'm kind of like I don't know like I I just haven't ever that like never been a thing that had really fully crossed my mind is the thing I wanted to try, but like yeah. I'm just well, very much in a power of suggestion kind of mode. I will just <laughs> say I life. suggest to everyone try having an orgasm with your own finger up your butt because I just think the muscle contractions, like for me, I just think it's so cool and hot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, just I had a it. phase where I was doing that. Yeah. Like, I was fingering my own asshole. Yeah. And then I I think I or to, I brought it up to Al once and she was like, um 
cool. Yeah, we could uh, we could maybe try that. And then like for some, like I don't know what it, if it was that rejection alone or what, but I was like, I guess I just have to stop even trying. So then I like wasn't doing that for a while. And then like when I started explore like exploring um, dating men or people with penises, I was like, okay, so this is what it's gonna be. Like I want to have. But sex, like this is what <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, this is what uh-huh. it's gonna be, because I was like so like no one will be inside my vagina, like that's mm. not a thing that's gonna happen. And then I had all these experiences where that was the assumption, and I was kind of like, actually, this isn't too bad, and I can get over this trauma and blah blah blah. But it was just like I had this very like clear. I, I was like, this is what's gonna happen, and butt sex is gonna be the way, I mean, and this is how it's gonna. And then I and then since then, like, haven't had that come up yet yeah <laughs> like, okay but i i do think it's sort of wonderful to just have options and to go through phases and what i'm realizing yeah. about myself is part of the joy i mean even in this time where i'm sad i'm turned off i'm like requiring myself to masturbate at least once a week like it's a weird and that's like yeah for me and i haven't been that disconnected from myself since that terrible show in south america you know <laughs> terrible show and south america yeah, yeah. afterwards <laughs> to go recuperate and so I'm in this weird space where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in a different place, but it feels the same. But also some part of me is like, well, that means there's another awakening coming. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Literally. Yeah, because I've, I've now like been through phases where, I, yeah, like where when I was on that birth control where I was just like, sex is just not a thing I'm interested in at all right now. And then like have also gone through periods where I'm like masturbating like once a day being yeah. like, hmm, I'm – like yeah exactly like just kind of like masturbation monster yeah (laughs) like can't get enough and then but then it's like you know now I feel like I'm like in a totally different zone I feel like it's just also experiencing so many of those different like phases you just like realize like oh nothing's like permanent like everything's changing all the time and also just now having like you know more than one person to like explore with just like opens up a whole new world of possibility because it's like you know, then it's also, like, kind of fun to, like, explore that person's, like, yeah. kinks and uh, fantasies totally. and ideas. Because, like, we've also done some stuff that, like, they've wanted to try. And That's I'm like, awesome. great, let's do it. Like, I'm game. And it's been great. Like, So going yeah. forward, is there anything on your horizon together specifically that you're wanting to explore? Mm. Also, I, I just asked one single question beautifully. <laughs> That was beautiful. So um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm interested in us having like a like I'm feeling that that we're leading to this sort of like reconnecting phase mm-hmm. where we're going to meet each other again on, on a physical level that we haven't before, and that's kind of what I'm excited for. Yeah, and like trying new stuff and like being more, I guess, just being more communicative in general and being able to talk about things that before we had weird mental blocks around and stuff and like just for Al's birthday uh we bought this CBD lube that's no it's THC lube sorry it is THC lube it's weed lube it's weed lube that's right so they have CBD ones but they have these THC ones that are supposed to be even like cooler so we tried it and it was like awesome so I'm like looking forward to like more of that stuff yeah um and like it feels Amazing. It just like adds like a tingly layer on like everything. It's like I it's like love your vagina layer. is high. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It's good. It's really nice. Is it harder for you to orgasm when you're high or when you're no? Um, <laughs> for me, sometimes it is. Sometimes it depends on how high. I'm just like I am. no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Stoner. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I would say sometimes for me, and it, I think probably it depends more on like my day like, yeah. before, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what's happening. Totally. And, like, yeah. So it's like, oh, did you add weed to that equation? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've Beautiful. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed uh, some good high sex. <laughs> yeah, I think also I'm kind of looking forward to like yeah, just kind of bringing our. <laughs> it sounds really sterile for me to phrase it like this, but like bringing our res- our outside research into like a more internal totally. usage, like <laughs> kind of just like you know taking what we've like learned that we've liked and kind of like applying it a little bit, and I feel like. By talking a lot more about sex, we've kind of, like, we're laying that groundwork already of just kind of, like, oh, yeah, I was, yeah, tied up the other day, and it was really great. Like, let's try that later. And, like, oh, like, we can, like, experiment with some of this other, like, play that we've, like, one of us or both of us have kind of, like, expressed maybe an interest in, and now we're kind of, like, re, like... Something we even talked about recently, that, yeah. which is funny because I think we both realized this but never actually said it out loud, which is that, like, our sex does not have to end in orgasm. Yes. Which is, like, one of those patterns that, like, it seems, like like I said, we both knew that. We both totally feel comfortable not coming, I guess. But, like, we got into that pattern where it just felt like that's, that's, that's the, end, the goal. end and that's the goal and that's whatever – and now that we've talked about it, like, oh, we can just, like, play around and it doesn't necessarily have to, like, lead to the full shebang. Like, <laughs> we, can, we can just, like, mess around. And that's, like, that I'm really looking forward I to. I actually so. have a fantasy because time is so important to me because I work eight jobs or whatever, depending on the day, uh, where my next dom will, like, only allow me to have sex once a week for time purposes. But every day there's, like, a tease that happens. So I imagine if Ooh. I live with a person, it's, like, you know, you like I will touch you if you are about to come say so, and then it just stops. And so, like I fantasize about like having six days a week, just like the turn on in place, mm-hmm. maybe more than once a day. And because for me, that was the best part with my former master of just being forced to not be together created this extreme desire that then when we were together would just like play out in these like really transcendent ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm actually attempting to transition into friendship with him oh per his he claims and i'm like i don't believe you and he's like i know <laughs> i know you don't trust me i know but like we went to a museum together last friday mm-hmm. and so which is also just like kind of hot i mean like it's not like <laughs> there's because there's no pressure of like is it just going to be the same thing are you going to try to go back home with me and he didn't yeah then there was some part of me where I can feel my body relax and it was the first little tingle of desire I felt in months and you know just because I've been out of touch with my body and so um those are the types of things that I fantasize because mm-hmm. I do think it's so we get such an emphasis on quantity and that it really does work yes. for some people and then for some of us sometimes that works and then it's like phases and also I yeah. think if you're doing it all the time every day how could you not fall into the same pattern? Right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's also something to, like, it's, like, hot that, like, I really only see, like, my lover, like, once a week. Or, like, sometimes it's, like, even more than a week. Yeah. And then we're, like, we, like, get back together and we're, like, ah, like, I missed yeah. you. Like, hey, yeah. like, <laughs> let's do this. It's, it's like, great. oh, man, we have a week of, like, energy built up from that of, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, you know, the build up so and, like. Fun. Uh, they were like out of town like a 
couple weeks after we kind of got together, they were out of town for two weeks, and we like sent nudes back and forth, oh, which fun. like I had never done, and I was like, ah, was like this have is you fun. Helped Al take any nudes? No, because that is something that would that be kind I of fun. Super hot. Yeah, that does that, sound that really does hot. sound hot. I would do that. <laughs> well, because also like he's like also good friends with my lover, yeah, so that's like that's awesome. super interesting. Like they came and like spent the night at our house the other night, oh. like and just oh. we just like slept in a big cuddle puddle together. Oh my God, that's and, like, it was just so yeah, lovely. It was really nice. And the whole time I was just like, how lucky am I to have these That's like perfect. two cuties like in my <laughs> in my house, like loving on me. Like it's so great. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, is there anything else before I ask my final wrap-up question? Anything else that wants to be said? I like wanted to ask you a question. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, okay. I forgot. I think I've been forgetting to let people ask me questions. <laughs> you just asked me. Oh, oh my god. No, I, I totally just like forgot. had a question that I've thought about so many times when I've listened to your podcast that I have wanted to talk to you about. And that is deep throating. Yeah. How do you how do you know when you're actually deep throating versus not? I feel like I'm like it goes in. Maybe have I just always been deep throating? I don't know. So because I feel me, like I can't tell a difference. For me, there take it's a specific sort of relaxation that has to happen, uh, and it, because it goes inside my actual throat. And I always thought deep throating was just like where it's like hitting the back of your throat. But, like, it goes in and in the same way that you can, like, feel inside your vagina something moving. Like, you can feel – and, like, if your hand is here, you like, on your throat, you can feel <laughs> the cock inside. And it's so cool. You know, I'm going to try that because I feel so like – so fun. You have to have I, the right angle. I can't tell if I'm doing it or not, but I, there's been moments where I'm like, am I deep-throating? He should be able to tell you. Because um, you – and, I mean, here's the thing, though. Some people's throats relax a lot easier. Mine, I have to relax. I had to learn to relax it. Yeah. And it was something that my former master helped me relax into and, like, showed me what to do. And I had kind of a light bulb moment. Yeah. Um, and I will say with certain partners, I don't know if it's an angle thing. I don't know if it's a shape of a cock thing. But, like, I haven't been able to do it with everyone. Okay. Particularly if they're not on board. Like, I've had to sort of be like, I want to deep throat you now, you know, so I can, like, <laughs> do my thing. And I will say the easiest way, which I didn't ever do with my former master, but uh, is, like, head laying off the edge yeah. of the bed. So hot. Yeah. Great we, angle. We tried that the other day, but the bed was, like, a little too It low. has to be right high. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't work. Pillows, no, my, like, my bed is, is really tall. Working. <laughs> it was, like, ended up in us just, like, laughing and being, like, okay, we got to do this on a different surface. And this is gonna yeah. Work. And, you'll, and you'll also know because it, it um, deep throating creates a mucus response. So, like, you start getting, like, your eyes will cry and your nose Okay, will then I've maybe run. done it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like... Because I also feel like Please I have a bad gag reflex that. sometimes. Yeah. And so there's yeah. – so every, but I'm like sometimes I feel like I'm like gagging a lot and then other times mm-hmm. I'm like not gagging at yep. all. And it's that like hard for me for to me tell. Too. Yeah. And I feel like there's been moments where I'm like, was that just a deep throat moment? Like I, I can't tell because like mm-hmm. this is like only like the second – like you yeah, know, or like yeah. I don't think given one other blowjob before like being with this partner, so I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't there's know a moment, but I I assume I'm like good at it. Ask them. I I mean, they were like, great job. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but I but I would, I would be like, hey, this is my specific mission to figure out deep throating. Am like, I deep throating? Am I doing it? They yeah. should be able to. I should feel just ask them. I'll just text them after. They should be, be like, have yeah. I been deep throating? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I just think it's so fun. I don't know. It's a thing that just make. It's like another layer of it. Another toy in my sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like curious because I was like, I feel like I've like heard of this like 
it feels like a mythical thing that I also feel like I'm like maybe already kind of doing it, but I also yeah. have no idea. I mean, because I also am just like a person who is sometimes weirdly like, what is my body no, doing? That, I'm like I a feel clumsy that way too, human. And that's, that's why I like, like speaking not super really specifically. Yes, because I'm just like, what is happening? Now? Yeah. What yeah. is my mouse doing? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. What am I feeling right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally that way. So I'm sometimes just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what? It, great. Like, <laughs> but I was just like wondering like if there's like a thing that you notice when you're like, oh, this is the distinction or if it's kind of more I, of just I can you feel can it really literally feel it. Yeah, inside my throat. You got to take note. <laughs> <laughs> okay each of you if you could go back in time and give younger you some sexual advice what age or ages would you pick and what would you say i've been thinking a lot about this question because i knew you were gonna ask it <laughs> um i think i would probably go back to like middle school like maybe 12 or something and be like you're attracted to everybody it's not just boys. Don't focus your attention on that one boy for all of middle school who is going to act weird because you're giving him attention. And then, like, when you stop giving him attention, he'll give you attention. Yeah. And it's just a not cool dynamic. The gross chasing dynamic that our world yes. has labeled romantic? Like, ridonkulous. Like, just don't do that. <laughs> just, like, open yourself up to everybody. Your body is fine the way it is. Like... Just because someone doesn't want to have sex with you or make out with you doesn't mean you're, like, hideous yeah. or stupid or annoying. Yeah. Like, just kind of, like, give myself more of, like, a, as an adult, you're going to have good sexual experiences, so don't worry too much about now. Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like there's, like, kind of a part of myself that, like, I've thought back and been, like, I kind of wish I had more sexual experiences, like, as a teenager to kind of, like, prime myself and, like, um, it Give sounds myself... like you tried. I tried too. I, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I had more then. And now mm. I'm kind of like, actually, it's fine that I didn't. It's, everybody's on their own timeline. I feel like I'm having good experiences now. And it's like kind of cool that like I had like my first like penetrative sex experience like with someone who I like care a lot about. And mm. it's like it wasn't just some like beefhead idiot boy in high school <laughs> who like just was trying to get it in. It's like someone who like values me as like a friend in person yeah. and like is like let's do this like and I'm like afterwards they were like I'm so honored that that was like your first time doing that and that you did it with me I was like Amazing. I'm honored <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm precious. I guess kind of going back no, and just being nice. like no you're nice yeah literally <laughs> oh man but like yeah just kind of like telling my younger self that like a it's fine to have more sexual experiences but also it's okay that you aren't going to like <laughs> until later like that's fine but yeah mine's kind of the opposite it's more <laughs> like uh, I would probably go to like my middle school self and just say like it's not a race <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition um and uh and yeah just to like listen to what I actually wanted or needed more um Especially sexually, because I think I got, I made a lot of decisions based on what I thought was the right thing to do, which mm -hmm. was just based on, you know, the stories that people tell in society and movies and all of that stuff. So, yeah, just like, you know, slow down, you know. <laughs> it's funny because I'm saying that, but I'm like, would I have listened to myself? Probably not. <laughs> like, I don't think I would have listened to myself either. 
listener. It's not about the listening. It's just about the advice. <laughs> I'd be like, shut up, old lady. I'm not going to listen to you. Um, but yeah, but yeah, take your time and, uh, and you know, listen. That's, that's probably what I would have said.